come from? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. And in the field, when you hesitate, you're dead. Oh, my God. And here we go. We're live. We're not in the field. Or are we? Mm. Well, guys, here we are once again. The podcast from outer space. It's your boy Rob Scott. We got Adam Narlock in the house tonight. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Hello, everybody. How we doing? And we thought we would kick off this very special fifty-first episode, bringing our listeners something that's very intriguing to all of us here at the podcast from outer space, and that's Area Fifty-One. Yes, um, we numero fifty-one. Rob suggested it. Says, hey, what are we doing for 51, Area 51? Uh, you guessed it. I mean, we are covering the legendary, the infamous. The notorious. The top secret, high level, code red, threat level midnight. <laughs> the big Kona. Highly classified government facility and possible UFO hangar. That is Area 51. But recently, some of it's been declassified, yes. Uh, well, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into all that. Everything's uh, pump the brakes later, there. Come yeah, on. come on. I mean, you're jumping ahead. You're spoiling. This is episode 51. Um, you know how this works now. <laughs> now, I got to tell you guys, this one is a fucking doozy, as they say. A doozy. Uh, from secret weapons and covert missions to alien technologies and the New World Order, we are headed into the trenches of UFO conspiracy theory lore in this episode. Um, we are getting into the history, the conspiracies, the facts, and much, much more. As they say, the truth is out there. Yes. And we're bringing it to you. We are bringing it to you because I have worked with an outside consultant mm. on this episode. Oh, really? Who shall remain nameless. Um, this guy worked at Area 51 for a stint, and I think we all know him pretty well. Oh, yeah. And actually, we'll just go ahead and name him. It's my, my own father, Hal Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, my, my old man, the fucking um, chip off the old block. What's another name for dad? Darth Vader. Cat uh, Stevens. Raja. <laughs> uh, yes, the papa, the big papa. Biggie Smalls, okay. Papa John. Um, <laughs> he fucking, you know, he worked with me on this when he said, "What? oh, did Papa John like have some shit? Political, political. We won't get into it, though. Okay. Um, well, not Papa John. He molested Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got into all those commercials. All right. Anyways, we're not associating Hal's good name with that. Um, this is the fucking... You know, he worked at Area 51 for a brief time uh, when he was in the Navy. Um, and, you know, he gave me some pointers. Basically, I sent him the outline. I said, hey, you know, let me know what in here is total bullshit. Uh, let me know what I can say. He sprinkled some facts in there. He sprinkled some input in there. And I think we got a great episode for you guys. Um, now, already, guys, we know what time it is. I mean, right off the cuff, what do we know? I mean, before you dove into the research for this one, if you did at all... <laughs> What did you guys know about Area 51? I mean, did you was this something you heard about growing up or, um, you know? Um, I'm familiar with it as one of the areas that you can go on Tony Hawk. 
Oh, yeah. I was just going to say video games. There's like an Area 51 video game. Perfect Dark, there's a level. Area 51 arcade game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the shooter. shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also thought a lot about Independence Day, Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Big one. Yeah. Now, the level in Tony Hawk was Roswell, New Mexico, right? Mm. Was this the first one? No, it was Area 51. Or was it like hangar or something? It was the hangar, but it was uh, supposed to be a hangar at so Area 51 the where they're doing like alien autopsies. Oh, I thought it was Roswell, dude. Look it up. I'm looking it up. Ask a scientist. Come on. I played a lot of Tony Hawk. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, it was the first one. Yeah, Roswell. Wow. Roswell, top secret, Tony Hawk Lair. It was Roswell, dude. Yep, 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 yep. It's the same thing. It, it, yeah, but it was a setting of Area 51. So, like I mean. Off the fence, right? Well, maybe Tony Hawk, not a big conspiracy guy if he's mixing up Roswell and Area 51. Although there is a bit of a connection, but um, which we'll get to later, of course. Well, skateboarding, dude. You guys remember Donovan Strain, Barracks? They took the trip out there and they lost the internet, Area 51. Spooky things happening. Now, so we know this from skateboarding. Skateboarding and video games, that's, <laughs> that's us, right? Hey, you asked. So, uh, okay. And then, I mean... I think that's where I first started getting intrigued with it. And then, obviously, you know, Dad has a couple little tidbits on it. Yeah, always the stories. He used to have up. all the T-shirts from there. Yeah, the badges. Everything the was classified, man. Yeah, that's back when it was classified, highly classified. Um, T-Bag, what about you? Yeah, that's pretty much... And I don't know, you know, like I said, classified stuff. I didn't want to look into it. Government wasn't coming to my house. No red tape. Okay. So, you know, there's a nice little picture right there. Very nice. Um, take a look. Uh, now, so re- so you guys would honestly say you're novices when it comes to Area 51? Well, not after doing this research that I've been doing this Well, week. but before, you know, I mean, teabag you especially. Oh, me especially. Yeah. Even doing the research this <coughs> week, reading the outline. Which we know you didn't even do. I read it last night. I was <laughs> in over how many beers did you have? <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, you know the overview. Um, this kind of uh, you know snippet, uh, you know, for people that might not be familiar, um, restricted area R four eight zero eight, more commonly referred to as Area fifty one, is a highly classified remote detachment of Edwards Air Force Base located in the western United States. Southern portion of Nevada, about 83 miles north-northwest of Las Vegas, on the southwestern shore of Groom Dry Lake. Shout out, Jed Groom. Um, now, the land was acquired as a joint facility by both the CIA and Lockheed Aircraft's Skunk Works in 1990, 1955. Uh, originally, the plot was allegedly used for the flight testing of Lockheed of the Lockheed U-2 aircraft. Uh, after the U-2 program was developed, the SR-71 Blackbirds and also the F-117 Stealth Fighters were developed and test flown from the base at Groom Lake. Which is great because nobody likes U-2. Um, Michael Scott, dude. <laughs> Touche. And it was not until 1977 that the facility was officially turned over to the United States Air Force. Uh, now, the closest town is Rachel, Nevada. Oh, I've been there. Seen you have? Rachel. Please. 
<laughs> Let's leave. This is fucking Area 51 overview. This oh, isn't Adam's sorry, woman sorry. troubles. Okay. Um, you know, Rachel, Nevada, closest town, about 25 miles north of the base, just off of State Route 375, uh, which became dubbed the Extraterrestrial Highway in 1996 and has become a popular tourist destination. Um, you know, also in Rachel, Nevada, is the Little Alien. <laughs> uh, what? How else would you say that? No, I like it. It's the a, little alien. I enjoy word. Play. Like, uh, yeah, it's a play on words. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Picture of young Hal at the little alien when he was working at Area Fifty One. Um, yeah, he actually looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put these on the Instagram. Uh, but Has you a little know, bit more hair there. Yeah. Um, Rachel, like many other towns uh, in rural Nevada, is basically consists of a critical mass of mobile homes parked near each other along the highway. Yeah, that's where I met her at. Uh, a her? mobile home. And again, off of the ladies. Come off it. There's no need for it. I say we go out to the signpost, throw a couple stickers on there. Ooh, <laughs> a, recreate these It's alphas. covered in stickers. Nowadays, this is he went there and he worked there in 1996, right when they named it this, oh, right when Independence Day came out. What do you, What is your thoughts on this? All right, say, say you live um, right by Area 51. You got a lot of tourists stopping by, wanting to catch, get to look at some aliens. They decide to name it Extraterrestrial Highway. Where Where is your stance on this? Yay, nay, fuck them. Uh, who cares? Like, what What do you think? I think it's a great idea. Okay. I back it. Hey man, if you don't like it, move. I know there's a little <laughs> <laughs> there's a little town in like Arizona. It's literally like one street and like there's a UFO is like a in I forget what it's called. I gotta think about it, but Okay. Yeah. But it's basically, you know, desert. Yeah. yeah. Like Roswell, um, if you've been to Roswell, New Mexico, basically their whole economy is based off of aliens. Right. Tourism. Like they got a UFO um outside the McDonalds <laughs> there. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. This is um, like a trash can covered in alien stickers. Hey, that yeah, McDonald's now, is out of this world. Uh, yeah, now, some say, hey, this is fucking great. You know, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. This is going to drive up the tourism, help us get some extra cash for our businesses, you know? Um, now, others, like this uh, gentleman by the name of Glenn Campbell, um, who was the director of the Area 51 Research Center, uh, which operates out of a trailer surrounded by <laughs> cattle skulls. Um, he Real says, this is what he says about them deciding to name it that. He says, It pulls down the credibility of the UFO movement. It trivializes the serious issues here. So, you know, this guy's saying, hey, them, they're, the government is basically having fun with it. Oh, yeah. Right? They should. They're saying, hey, you want to say there's aliens here? We're going to name the town Extraterrestrial Highway. <laughs> and then, you know, that's, again, like the Illuminati shit we discussed, hiding in plain sight. And this Glenn Campbell guy is like, "My, you buried my case. <laughs> you buried it. You know? <laughs> He's getting fucking pissed off. That's what they want you to think. What's what they want you to think? Yeah. That it's a trivialized issue. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's kind of what he's getting at, I this guess. This guy's a whack job. <laughs> that's not what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe what he's getting at. Um, but, I mean, anywho, that's neither here nor there. Look up this guy, Glenn Campbell. It's actually um, better than Rachel, Nevada. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he still lives there anymore. I don't even even know if he's a conspiracy theorist anymore. Probably really good friends with Bob Lazar. Um, b- back to the overview. So you know, up until recently, uh, twenty thirteen to be exact, we the people were never a hundred percent sure that Area Fifty One even existed. Mm. Now, in 1973, Skylab astronauts... Not to be confused with Skynet. ...accidentally photographed the airfield. However, according to declassified documents, the CIA managed to censor the picture and keep it from being seen by the public. This is like if Google Earth drives past your house and you're like flipping it off and they edit you out, basically. Yeah, yeah, or like censor that, it. that lady in Australia that flashed the yeah. camera. Um, now... Furthermore, satellite imagery of the area was routinely deleted from oh, government go. databases. Mm. Uh, now, this all came to pass when Jeffrey T. Rickelson <laughs> submitted a, a request using the Freedom of Information Act in 2005 and years later received a map and documents. Uh, at least 60 documents were released to the National Security Archives in 2013. Uh, basically, these were about the development and use of the U2 project and uh, of the U2 of the U2 and Project Oxcart, which was uh, the code name for the SR71 when it was being developed um, in the 50s and 60s. And the documents made repeated references to Area 51. Uh, detailed how it was selected as a testing area by the CIA, the U.S. Air Force, and defense contractor Lockheed. So basically, you know, these documents coming out was a big deal because on June 25th, 2013, these documents come out and the government more or less, this is like the first time ever on record that they're publicly acknowledging the existence of the base. He does exist. You know, like, and they're not even directly acknowledging it. They're just saying, look at these documents and it's in the documents. Mm. Like, you know when people always make a big deal about like documents being declassified? Yeah. Like they're like, oh my God, dude, they're declassifying like JFK documents. <laughs> and then you think it's going to be this big thing, but it's like, no, you have to read hours and hours of government fucking forms which is like the driest possible thing this is what you do for a living (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) now and i can tell you it's not that fun declassifying (laughs) 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 yeah so there's basically just saying you know look at these documents and in the documents they acknowledge that area 51 was a place so this is the government basically deciding what information they gave the masses shepherds feeding the sheep oh yeah i mean it's uh but you know would they really like okay there's two schools of thought Mm -hmm. a are you going to trust whatever the government says like if you're an official narrative guy this is kind of the official narrative right right but then again it's like documents going back so would they really go through the trouble to like fake that just to like keep up the ruse of area 51 right that's what i'm saying like People are going to be panicking. Is it real? Is it not real? Oh, why would they? Why would they tell us this? Oh, are they hiding it in plain sight? That kind of thing. And I mean, it's it's also like they kept it um, secret because they were developing stuff that's like still not declassified. I mean, you know, it's still very fucking secret. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't just you're not just going to fucking waltz in there. Right. Right. Uh, what but, were you telling you? Right. Saying there's like barriers and signs all around. Oh, well, we'll get to that. But I'm saying, I mean, no, you're not just going to waltz in there. 
And um, oh, it's actually just a chain link fence. You're not gonna get in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like so um, well, actually, less security. <laughs> now, the base's current primary purpose is unknown. Uh, however, based on historical evidence, it's most, it most likely operates for the development and testing of experimental aircraft and weapons systems. And these are also known as black projects. So this is like, well, you know, racist. top secret type shit. Uh, you know, this is fucking black ops shit, dude. Um, what do you think? some advantages to this are. I mean, this is like kind of going off the official narrative. There is some advantages to having a base that you'd fucking deny the existence of. You just deny, mm-hmm. deny, deny, like fucking Ronnie on Jersey Shore. <laughs> and then the the public's going to be like, well, does it exist? Does it not exist? And if you just keep denying, then like how do, how do Russians even get a hold of, of like what we're working on if they don't even know where the base is or that it exists? Now, are, are you familiar with the uh, school of thought that once everyone started kind of catching on to Area 51, they might have moved the base to a different mm. location, then declassified all the information? Yeah. And now everyone still thinks that that's, the, uh, that's where they're hiding some alien stuff, but really they got really somewhere else. Really somewhere else, yeah. else you know? keep moving. Yeah, it's just, it's just fucking keep moving, stick and move, stick and move. Like a damn fair. Yeah. Um, now- It's like the damn carnival. <laughs> But, you know, back in the day when they were denying this, this was um, a huge advantage, you know, because you keep all your fucking top secret technology way out of fucking sight, out of sight, out of mind. Nobody can see it. Nobody knows what the fuck you're working on, what the fuck you're doing. And then, ba-boom, you fucking got all this crazy shit that you've been working on for all these years. It's like fucking Gundam Wing mm. coming out of there. You think they got that? Oh, if they don't have it, they're fucking working on it. No, what they need to do is recreate that um, that damn machine that they have in Power Rangers when they all combine. <laughs> like Voltron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what the government... I, honestly, that's not too far off base, you know? We talk about all this fucking disinfo shit all the time. They probably make those cartoons yeah, yeah, and yeah. fund that shit, so we're like, that's a cartoon. And let alone, they're fucking working on this yeah, shit. filming it live. Out Where do you think they got the fucking idea for the cartoon, Some guy just dude. thinks of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, fuck it, let's go with it. We got a billion dollars to work with. Um, so, I mean, let's, speaking of, you know, where they do all this shit, let's get into the base itself. This is the fucking, um, this is what we know about the fucking location, location, location. Now, originally the base, um, and surrounding area consisted of a rectangular layout, uh, six by 10 miles. Now this so-called box is a rectangular area measuring 23 by 25 miles of restricted airspace. Uh, Area 51 shares a border with the Yucca Flat region of the Nevada test site, uh, NTS for short. Now, this is actually pretty interesting. So in total, um, there have been 928 nuclear tests performed in the United States um, by the Department of Energy. And of those, 739 were conducted at NTS. Okay, first off, can we just talk about that number? This is since, what, 1940s? Uh, 50s, probably, okay. 60s. Yeah. 900 tests, 700 at this spot. Yep. Like, dude, that radiation doesn't just stay in one spot. 
You know what I'm saying? This is getting spread out. Oh, dude, this is like dude. the um, like the fucking nuclear time thing. You know, like basically anybody that's been alive since they've done nuclear testing, they can like take a sample because of this like radiation shit that's in the air surrounding the entire Earth. Mm. And it's like it's like kind of like carbon dating, yeah, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Okay. But I could be also just like totally making this up. I think I heard it on like Radio Lab. Sounds cool if you're making it up. Yeah, but um, anyways, yeah. So 739 conducted at NTS. Um, now this is like this shares a border with Area 51. Um, now my father said if you were to fly over the test site which he may or may not have done. Can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, you would see it, it bears a close resemblance to the surface of the moon. There's absolutely zero vegetation and just tons of craters from nuclear detonations. Some people say that it is the moon. <laughs> they shot it out there. You ever hear that little theory? Oh, yep, 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 yep. Stanley Kubrick sure, shot it sure. at Area 51. Oh, yeah. Space may um, be the final frontier, but it's filmed in Nevada. Um, just, just get a load of this, guys. I threw this one in here for laughs. Um, so in 1957, one such test called Hood uh, was a part of a larger program called Operation Plumbob. Love it. Uh, which was designed to see if damaged nuclear bombs emitted harmful levels of radioactivity. <laughs> Getting real creative with the names here. <laughs> so the Atomic Energy Commission, AEC for short, detonated a 74 kiloton nuclear device 1,500 feet over Area 9 of the NTS. Now, this was the most powerful airburst ever detonated over the continental United States, and the AEC <laughs> didn't even announce the test ahead of time. <laughs> I mean, they did tell Area 51 to evacuate beforehand, um, but they didn't announce the test to anyone. And the resulting blast caused some minor damage at Area 51, mostly broken windows and doors. Um, but the radiation was a huge concern. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like we were saying, the radiation, um, a lot of the soil in Area 51 has absorbed a lot of radiation um, due to the years and years of nuclear tests. Yikes. Um, so, you know, not only is this shit in the air, it's also out in the fucking... Uh, it's in the soil. It's in the fucking soil, dude. The desert. Yeah. So back in the 50s, they're just like, you guys want to blow up a nuclear bomb today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck hey, it. Yeah, hey, let's go ahead and um, do it. Yeah, let's just go ahead and uh, test this 74 kiloton nuclear bomb and um, not tell anybody about it. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea, right? Well, playing off of this nuclear wasteland fallout area, if you will, not fully understanding the potential effects of radioactive fallout, one of the Groom Lake security guards drove directly through ground zero of the nuclear test site about 30 minutes after the detonation in order to get back to the base as quickly as possible to check on a safe containing classified materials. He found it locked so there was no compromise of the materials. That guard is still alive today and almost 90 years old. That's wild to me. 30 minutes after this bomb goes off, the guy just drives through and he's still alive. He's still kicking. So is that a faulty bomb? Is radiation really not affect us? Like, I mean, I think it's the luck of the draw, dude. You know? Also, he's in a car. It's not like he was walking through it. Oh, it's probably one of them fucking um, convertible Jeeps, dude. That's what I'm saying. So is this like 
you have to wait 30 minutes after eating before you go swimming, wait 30 minutes after the bomb falls, and then you can just walk through on Yeah, I'm sure wait 30 <laughs> minutes after <laughs> a 74 kiloton <laughs> nuclear test, says. dude. No one told that guy, apparently. <laughs> yeah. He's still alive and kicking. Well, you ever been to like Hiroshima, Nagasaki? No, I have not. Yeah, I go there on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got like... There's like cities there now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they've rebuilt it. But yeah, people... thirty minutes after the bomb hit, wow. <laughs> well, well, there's still people alive from that today, ain't there? Yeah. All right, so go off what Teabag says. Wait thirty minutes after a nuclear <laughs> test, and you're good to go. Doctor Teabag. Now, yeah, shout out to North Korea. Area Fifty One. You guys familiar? <laughs> Yeah. Where does the name come from? That's what we've been talking about. You guys familiar? No, I'm fucking asking if you know where the name comes from. (laughs) Oh, you should have said the name. Are you guys familiar with where the name What are your best guesses about the name? Teabag, what are you saying? Well, you said something about Area 9, so I'm guessing maybe like how the country is divided into like a grid system. This is like Area 51 of Nevada or so Southwest or some shit. Okay, not far off. Um, yes. Actually, according to the CIA, um, the Central Intelligence Agency, um, the so pr- you know it's true. The proper names for the facility are Homie Airport, <laughs> our Homie Jed Groom. There we go, and or uh, Groom Lake. Now let's talk about Groom Lake for a second here. So Groom Lake is a salt flat, approximately three point seven miles from north to south and three miles from east to west at its largest point. Uh, now, Groom Lake gets It's not its, actually a lake at all. Yeah, it's a salt flat. It was a lake. Mm. Mm. You familiar? <laughs> they, they dried up? Because of all the salt? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that I think, yeah, there was too much salt in there. Dried it right up. Uh, salt that's removed all, all the left. moisture. <laughs> yep, just salt. Um, so it's like a big sand slug, if you will. <laughs> It gets its name from the Groom Lead Mines Limited Company. Um, They financed the silver and lead mines in the area back in the 1870s. Now, keep that in mind. Keep in mind where Groom Lake gets its name from. Um, Although the name Area 51 was used in a CIA document from the Vietnam War, um, the facility has also been referred to as Dreamland and Paradise Ranch. And Wonderland. No, never Wonderland. Now, the origin of Area 51 name is not fully known. Uh, it is most commonly believed to come from the old Atomic Energy Commission, which was a post-World War II agency that operated the Nevada test site, um, as they mapped a grid of squares from 1 to 30. Now, Area 51 is isn't part of the grid, but it borders a section called Area 15. Mm. So some say the number was flipped, or it is possible that 51 was chosen because the NTS would not expand the grid that far. You know? They're only going 1 to 30. They're only only fucking dropping nukes in 1 to 30. They ain't going to go to 51. Until they run out of space. Now, let's get into the history. You know, this is what came out in the declassified documents. This is how the base was founded. This is the fucking cold hard facts. So totally off topic real quick. Well, okay. not totally, but apart from what you're about to say, do we know when the last time they tested a nuclear bomb in that area was? 
I am uncertain. I mean, I would I would think that uh, it would have to be after sometime in the 70s because I think that's around where they started doing all that like environmental stuff. I and I think it. even in the 90s, they were saying like they were in violation of some of that. So uh, the first known use of the area south of Groom Lake was in 1941 when Indian Springs Airfield Auxiliary Number 1 was constructed. Um, this consisted of two unpaved 5,000-foot runways aligned northeast to southwest and northwest to southeast. Um, they served as an auxiliary airfield for the West Coast Air Corps Training Center at Las Vegas Airfield. Um, now, this was eventually abandoned after the gunnery school at Las Vegas closed in June of 1946. So uh, from 41 more or less 42 when it was built to 46. Uh, it was used as a gunnery school and then just kind of fucking left way out there in the desert. Could you say that it fell off the map? Oh, yeah. It fell off or did it? Maybe it was blown off the map. Now, in 1955, um, a new project began, which would go on to become the Groom... Lake test facility for Project Aquatone. Uh, this was the development of the Lockheed U-2 strategic reconnaissance aircraft. Um, there's a picture right there for you guys. Mm, thank you. Now, this was headed up by Clarence Kelly Johnson of Lockheed. Uh, so old Clarence, you know, he's heading up the project and he knew the site, uh, you know, he, he needed a site to do all these fucking tests on. And, you know, there's a couple ways he could do it. There's a couple ways he could do it. A couple things he needed. Um, one had to be easily accessible by aircraft and out of the way of commercial and military flight paths. Mm. And two, it would also need plenty of space to house a sizable mix of military and civilian employees. Um, so, you know, this guy's fucking bopping and beeping around. Uh, he travels to Nevada. Turns out he's a robot. <laughs> he travels to Nevada with test pilot Tony Levere, special assistant to the CIA director. Assistant to the CIA director. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Bissell, an Air Force liaison, Colonel Osmond Ritland. Um, in order to find a good place to use for the test flights. Um, so they check out the old Watertown airstrip facilities at Groom Lake. And, you know, bada bing, bada boom, uh, more or less Area 51 begins here. Um, you know, the lake bed made a perfect um, strip from which they could test the aircraft. Uh, the mountain ranges of Immigrant Valley, coupled with the NTS perimeter about 20 miles north, Protect the site from any fucking onlookers, any fucking snoopers, any fucking uh, visitors. Any vagrants. Any looky-loos. Any tumbleweeds. Peeping toms. Degenerates. Scumbags. Uh, <laughs> now, the CIA asked the AEC to acquire the land and add it to the Nevada test site. Uh, Clarence named the area Paradise Ranch as a way to encourage workers to move there and eventually it was just shortened to The Ranch. And turned into a Netflix series. One of the worst shows to date. Oh, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it just gets a bad rap because of Danny Masters. Unfucking believable dude. <laughs> we'll get into uh, that. <laughs> so after, after four months, uh, the initial construction was complete. Uh, President 
Ike Eisenhower himself signed an executive order restricting the airspace over Groom Lake, and U-2 test flights began. I always liked that guy. Yep, great fucking guy. Um, Now, operations of the base were overseen by the CIA, the Atomic Energy Commission, and Lockheed. Eventually, control of the base would move into the hands of the Department of Energy and the Air Force. This was before they were in Indiana. Yep, before um, the events of Stranger Things. They're actually everywhere, just like the Lord. (laughs) Now, the official stance... Of the United States government, according to the United States government, Area 51 is maintained for the testing of technologies and systems training for operations critical to the effectiveness of U.S. military forces and the security of the United States of America. (laughs) Now, I mean, let's get into security at the base. So as Rob was saying, it's a fucking fence, you know, you fucking chain link fence. Wear some cowboy boots, you're right over. Why do you have to be cowboy boots? They're pointy. They can fit in the fence. (laughs) (laughs) What? You guys never climbed a fence in cowboy boots? The podcast from Outer Space does not endorse or condone climbing over fences in cowboy boots. Dude, that's a fucking excellent way to climb over. No, I agree, but we can't encourage our Do you own a pair of cowboy boots, buddy? I used to have a great pair. For climbing fences? I would climb (laughs) fences, and when we played... uh, Cowboys ninjas. Wow, that's racist. <laughs> now, uh, Cops and robbers. Come so, on. all right, come on. Security of the base. You think you're fucking waltzing in there? You're hopping the fence? I mean, I've heard it's boots. only a $500 fine. So. so the military classifies Area 51 as a military operating area, or MOA for short. The borders of Area 51 are not fenced, but are marked with orange poles and warning signs. The signs tell you that photography is not allowed and that trespassing will be, result in a fine. $500 according to Rob. And the and signs also... What? And Rob will pay that fine for you. Now, the signs also warn that security is authorized to use deadly force on people who trespass. The base is also surrounded by buried motion detectors, which alert security to trespassers who are stepping too close to the perimeter. Now, those that guard the base are civilians contracted from firms like Whacking Hut. That's not real. Whacking Hut, dude. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, hey, I'm where do you work? I work at Whacking Hut. I'm contracted out of Whacking Hut. <laughs> I sell whacking and whacking accessories. <laughs> And I work at Area 51, contracted with Whacking Hut. <laughs> if you're whacking, come down to the hut. Uh, or So Whacking Hut or EG&G National Defense Contractors. Egg? Yeah, egg. These are both. <laughs> <laughs> whacking Hut and egg. Whacking Hut and egg contractors. These are national defense contractors, and these guys are often seen patrolling in white SUVs wearing desert camouflage armed with M16s. So essentially, if that hoverboard ever happens, you can breach security real easy at this place. You guys familiar with Back to the Future? Well, I think the motion detector would still go off based on whatever kind of Mm. hoverboard tech you're using. 
Uh-huh. It's buried in the ground, though, so I think you have to step on the well, ground. We should try it out. Experiment. Well, do you know how hoverboards work, dude? Mythbusters. Nice. Let's, <laughs> let's check it out. Now, although the base has never been declared a secret base, all research and occurrences in Area 51 are top secret, sensitive, compartmented information. Um, so... I mean, essentially, we'll get into what this is, but to gain access, you need top security clearance as well as an invitation from the highest levels of military or intelligence communities. Everyone who works at Area 51, whether military or civilian, must sign an oath agreeing to keep everything a secret. There are no windows in any of the buildings preventing people from seeing anything not related to their own duties. And this is a HAL edit right here. Even the aircraft that fly personnel to and from Area 51 have blacked out windows, as do the buses that transport personnel around the base. Uh, Now, some reports claim that different teams would work on projects similar in nature at the same time, but supervisors would keep each team ignorant of the other team's project or progress. So, you know... Basically, everything there is is need-to-know basis. It's fucking split up into all these different levels. You got to have this fucking clearance to get into this level and so on and so forth. And if you're just a fucking bottom-rung guy working on a project, you're not going to be able to see or know anything else. Like, they're keeping everything top secret, and it's going up the hierarchy, the Mm. fucking chain of command. I don't need to know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. I think it's great. Everybody does their own job, focuses on what they're supposed to do. You don't have to think about, oh, man, what's everybody else doing? What is what is this thing that I'm working on have to do with some big old government thing? And then you have plausible deniability. So you're saying not only is it a way to keep things secret, it's also a way to make them more effective. Hey, man, if all I got to do is focus on doing this one thing and not worry about anything else, for me personally, that feels good. You don't think that'd be weird if you went to work nope. and everything was blacked out? Nope. You wouldn't be wondering Not, even more what's going on on the other side? Now, no, see, if they had know. some sort of compartmentalization at USC, he might still be enrolled. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. I mean, I'm honestly chalking it up to just some bullshit that they're telling us just to uh, have us feed more into this conspiracy. So you think mm. dad's bullshitting us? I don't think dad's bullshitting us. I'm just thinking that I honestly think that once people started talk, like speaking out about Area 51, they probably moved it to somewhere completely different. So all that secret shit that had nothing's really gone on, just like you said earlier, since the 70s, they probably are just doing it somewhere else in another part of the world even maybe. Well, no, I think the idea is like there's still secret shit going on. It's just now they people know that it actually is a place that exists. So it's not a secret anymore. Do you know what's happening in Area 51 right now? Does anyone? That would be, in fact, a secret then. (laughs) (laughs) I would think. I mean, have am I wrong? Or have multiple people not come out saying all the stuff that's going on there? I mean, I really think there's only the one guy, maybe a couple. But there's like five guys. And are we giving them credence? They do have a burger joint. Yeah. They have a burger joint. That's real. <laughs> that's Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's also... The claim of the installation. Some claim there's an underground facility beneath Groom Lake um, with up to 40 levels. 
Yo, this would be just like Perfect Dark. And um, this is attached via underground railways to other sites such as Los Alamos, White Sands, and Los Angeles. Uh, Now, skeptics are quick to point out that such a massive construction project would require an enormous labor force, uh, the removal of tons of earth that would have to go somewhere, and there would be a need for a huge amount of concrete and other construction material. Like we're building a Death Star. But then again, you know, who's out there watching what's going on 24-7? How do we know that this hasn't happened, especially back in the day? I mean, even my own father, he says this is probably illogical. You know, people have pointed out not much uh, point in connecting these facilities underground as they all have different functions. Um, There's a bunch of evidence to support the moving of equipment above ground. Um, He says, for example... Um, during the Oxcart program, they ship sections of the SR-71 aircraft via flatbed truck across the desert at night. Um, but well, Groom Lake, do we remember how that got its name? Silver mines, right? Lead mines. Silver and lead mines. So silver and gold. <laughs> so what does that tell us? Mine, there's got to be carts and tunnels and shit underneath. So maybe... Mm. Silver mines, anyone? Mm. Maybe, maybe the basic outline of an underground base was already there. Mm. Maybe that's why they chose that land in the first place. They might have. We think, and this could be a possibility. They have already got the mines. They say, hey, let's fucking throw some quickcrete up in here. Make a fucking underground layer. <laughs> quickcrete. <laughs> <That's what they laughs> put some fucking rebar in. Um, so, you know, what? are we thinking that holds any uh, water? I don't think so. So uh, probably just the installation, um, underground facilities, that type of shit, all bullshit? I, I mean, I don't think that the underground facilities is bullshit, but I don't think they're connecting all the way to L.A. That would be insane. <sighs> Elon Musk, dude. True. Maybe they got him working in there. <laughs> He's the one that dug it all for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in the 40s, he's actually a fucking magician. All right. Um, so let's get to some of the theories then. Um, and, and guys, um, I mean, this is where things get a little... This is where the doozy comes in. This is going to be a doozy. So first up, we got this guy, Bob Lazar. Now, basically... This guy's full of shit, right? Well... From this what is, you said in this outline. Well, this is what put Area 51 on the map. I mean, I'm not saying this guy's full of shit. This is why we know... Based on what you just told me? <laughs> no, this is why we even know... This is why Area 51 even became a conspiracy theory in the first place. Um, I mean, this guy, he came out as a whistleblower for fear of his own safety back in May of 89. Um, and this was a gentleman by the name of Robert Bob Lazar. Um, so he, he originally comes out anonymously on a Las Vegas TV station claiming to be a scientist who worked at Area 51 and S4, um, which he said was south of Area 51 at Papoose Lake. And he says at S4, the government basically housed nine dislike UFOs of various shapes and sizes. And he was part of a team assigned to essentially reverse engineer all kinds of alien technologies. Mm. Now, after this story uh, comes out was really when, I mean, this thing went fucking nationwide. This thing went viral, uh, as viral as viral can be back <laughs> in 1989. 
Um, you know, a bunch of TV circuits start picking this thing up. And uh, Bob eventually comes out, shows his face. Uh, he goes on numerous talk shows, goes on to describe how uh, the base at S4 was about 20 minutes from Area 51 and is essentially carved into the base of Papoose Mountain with the entrance being camouflaged. And um, he was tasked with studying the propulsion systems of the ship. Now, he goes on to describe in detail how the craft seemed to operate. So, I mean, our own jets, airplanes, like, we, we know how those operate, right? Fundamentally. Technically, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, think, like, a propeller airplane, what? It's pushing air out the back. A jet, it's fucking shooting air out the back, and it's going forward. So it's like an action-reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Jet propulsion. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's a fucking action reaction, uh, it's jet propeller base, that kind of stuff. Now he says this craft that he studied, um, this this wasn't that at all. It operated by altering the time space in front of the craft. So he explains it like a uh, so you put a bowling ball on a trampoline, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of marbles on the trampoline, and they like go to that bowling ball, right? Oh, okay. So like all the marbles slowly. It, yeah, and like the bowling ball is going to weigh it down. So that's, I guess, how this craft manipulates time space. It like hmm. moves the time space in front of it, and it sort of like pushes the craft through. Hmm. You know? Does that make sense? It paints a nice visual. <laughs> he also <laughs> describes the craft as uh, being like a classic disc-shaped UFO divided into three levels with a console and a control room containing tiny chairs Mm. as if they were built for a small child. Um, Another level of the craft, at the center he assumes this was like the core or the reactor, um, and this made the whole thing operate. Uh, And in order to operate the way it did, like he said this thing was like a, um, what do you call it, like a podium? Sure. A column, and it had this metal ball on top, and one of the guys was like, hey, try to touch that. And, like, he couldn't grab it because of the magnetic field was so strong around it. Like, he couldn't touch it. It wouldn't It wouldn't let him touch it. And this, I guess, is That's how... That's how they're, like, steering? Well, I don't know. I mean, this is alien technology. Mm. I'm not a fucking engineer, um, let <laughs> alone... This guy. Yeah, let alone I'm not fucking Bob Lazar. Um, he says... Now, this is kind of how the whole thing operated. In order to operate the way it does, it took a special element called element 115, which does not occur naturally here on Earth. Um, now, he says he worked on the craft for several months, yet never learned where they had come from and never saw any extraterrestrials. Now, according to Bob, he attended MIT, receiving a master's in Caltech, where he studied physics. He also claims to have worked as a physicist at Los Alamos National Lab. Now, that's where we talked about propulsion and everything a few episodes back. That was Caltech. That's where um, Jack Parsons got his start. Thank you. Yep. Um, And rocket science in America, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, Check out uh, Jack Parsons part one and two for that. But both MIT and Caltech claim to have no record <laughs> that he ever attended. He just pulled the old uh, catch me if you can. Well, did he? I mean, many well, claim this caught. is all a part of the government's plan to discredit him. Mm. So this guy comes out as a whistleblower. He's saying, hey, 
Um, I fucking helped like do this. They, the government has aliens. They're hiding it from you guys. I helped like re- reverse engineer their stuff. And then boom, they're fucking wiping his fucking slate. This guy's a whack job. You think so? No, that's what the government's saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, pff, you can't trust this guy. He, he didn't even go to Caltech. He didn't <laughs> even go to MIT. Where's his documents? <laughs> you know, they just erase that. I'm going to erase your fucking file. They erase his file. Who is Bob Lazar? Yeah. Now, what are we thinking there? Possible? Or is it more likely that Bob's just lying to get the fucking 15 minutes of fame, get on Dr. Phil, get on Ellen, <laughs> you know? He so does look like Dr. Phil. <laughs> get on these talk shows. Maybe back Oprah in the day. back then. Yeah. Um, well, it seems like he didn't know jack shit about what he was talking about. Yeah, I mean, did you but guys watch any like footage of him? I've watched some YouTube videos on him, yeah. Okay. But now what I'm thinking is if you want to go with the narrative that Area 51 is in fact reverse engineering this alien technology and he got a glimpse of that, then technically he's not even around extraterrestrials, which he said. And also... He said he never saw extraterrestrials. You know, that's on. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's he's, what he's saying. He's not even around extraterrestrials. Oh, gotcha. And if we're, they're just reverse engineering technology that they found or discovered somewhere, then it's all man-made stuff that he's around. So I feel like even if he is telling the truth, it just sounds kind of like some bullshit. Mm, maybe he got fired and he's bitter. And I mean, yeah, I'm, that could I'm be usually it. the skeptic here. That's so. true. Now, so what you're saying, it just doesn't hold any water because... I mean, it holds some water, but at the same time, it just seems like he was around some stuff that they were maybe testing on at the time. He wasn't around actual... Oh, and he just says it's aliens or what? To get fame? Maybe he just didn't know what the fuck it was. Oh, so he's just an idiot? Like, he's like, oh my God, this is alien craft. (laughs) Well, maybe it's... Maybe maybe he never actually did go to those schools <laughs> yeah. told the government that he did <laughs> so he this gets guy in just gets in the hole deeper and deeper <laughs> he's like you you yeah. yeah this guy fucking oh uh, uh, yeah that's a ball couldn't even touch it <laughs> <laughs> this guy frank abningales his way into working at area 51 they've got him working on technology that's just way over his head <laughs> yeah. and then he's like oh my god these the government has aliens comes out on these talk shows and then it's <laughs> this fucking national conspiracy. Now, if you look into Einstein's theories, <laughs> I honestly think that's a fucking great theory. <laughs> I mean, love it. Because I fucking, me and T-Bag sat here looking up, uh, what were we looking up? Quantum physics. Oh, um, yeah, what else? What else? Your boy. Yeah. What was that called? Relative. Do you I guys hear they're about to have a, quant- well, they already have one allegedly, but quantum computers about to be a thing don't even know what that is don't even know what that is explain it to me like i'm five i can't (laughs) (laughs) so exactly we're not far off we tried that we tried that we're not far off from bob lazar i didn't go to mit i didn't go to caltech (laughs) Um, you told me you did so now that's what my resume says so aside from that genius theory that we just spawned here on the air nice um there's a couple possibilities now, one is that he went public um, once he discovered, like, 
his story is that he he discovered like his birth certificate had been expunged and like he he thought the government was going to kill him so he went public to kind of have insurance and say hey like if if I'm found dead it's fucking because the, of all this the government did it yeah so you know he goes on the official record okay. um so you know that's one side of it if we want to believe this guy um now this one pretty fucking legit here um so Lazar is working late nights. Sure. Uh, he can't tell his wife where he is because it's a fucking top secret base, you know? Catches the early flight home from San Diego. Yep. And um, his wife's thinking, hey, oh, Bob, you're out fucking working late? Can't tell me what you're doing. Working, building model airplanes, Bob <laughs> says. <laughs> and... Uh, so she thinks he's fucking cheating on her. He went public to save his marriage. Mm. These are definite possibilities. These are possibilities. Um, now, another one. So this one is also interesting. Bob Lazar, apparently like in the early 90s, I believe. So he comes out in the, he came out in 89. Now in the mid 90s, I think, like this is well after his fucking fame and the storm kind of blew over. And he gets busted for like being involved in a prostitution ring. Oh, Bob Kraft. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys named Bob. <laughs> so he gets busted. Now in court, like they ask him about his background. They ask him about um, working at MIT or I mean, going to MIT, going to Caltech, working at fucking Los Alamos, working at Area 51. He sticks by all of it, even though like, even they were like, hey, there's inconsistencies here. Like, we didn't find a record of you at MIT. We didn't find a record of you at Caltech. But he was like, hey, I fucking went there. Like, if you can't find it, that's on you. <laughs> Sticks by his story. And he actually, like, could have faced jail time. So it, a lot of people say, like, this actually gives his story more credence because if there was any time for him to come clean and say, hey, guys, I was making it up, it's certainly when he was facing jail time for a prostitution ring. I mean, I feel like you can't, if you're that deep into it, you can't go change your story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I think that would also still align with uh, maybe our theory. That he's an He's just too deep. Yeah. Um, now, there's also this one, which I found to be pretty interesting. Bob himself is a disinfo agent. Mm. So, you know, this is classic government stuff. He fucking comes out. Um, he says, hey, I worked at S4. And then uh, all these people are going to start looking into S4. Now, this is kind of like what you were saying, like nowadays. They say Area 51 is a secret stuff. People start looking up there, and they've moved it somewhere else. Now, um, there actually was proof, like um, stuff came out, that a bunch of Russian satellites had been taking pictures of Area 51. And right when Bob's story breaks... They stop taking them there, start focusing on the area over S4 and Papoose Mountain. Oh. So possibly... Now, that, see, whenever I hear disinfo agent, I always think of like disinfo agent working for the government to throw off the American public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't think about it to throw off... Other governments. Like, yeah, maybe. other governments and the American public. They're fucking killing two birds with one stone. Getting two birds I mean, this is once. some classic American government shit. This is a classic fucking... Illuminati. <laughs> I mean, more, more or less, but... Uh, Department of Energy. I mean, yeah, I would say um, this story, very fucking likely. Now, old Hal himself, 
He says, you know, of this guy, Bob Lazar, no clear evidence or even murky evidence for that matter uh, from any other sources are there to corroborate any of his claims. Um, but he said, probably worth mentioning, though. He you know? put a little winky face. Great story. Little wink face. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, like we were saying that it's just like the evidence isn't there, but that's either, I mean, where do we stand with this guy, Bob Lazar? He's my new hero. <laughs> so you're saying. He just to everybody. So I'm going to start saying, telling people I got degrees from MIT, Caltech. Might get a better job, though. I <laughs> so we're standing by our theory that he just we- weaseled his way Bullshit into the government and then it. fucking thought he was working on alien stuff. And then they felt stupid, so they started taking yeah. all his shit, all his credibility away. Yeah. They were like. Well, they wouldn't even have to take his another credibility away if it was already. He never had the credibility in the first place, but he kind of outed himself. And they were like, this guy's a fucking well, idiot. <laughs> didn't you say that the his um, birth certificate was expunged? Is that Well, that's fact? what he says. Okay. So so who knows what's that? Yeah. If that's true or not. Um, so, you know, there's that whole... I mean, that's essentially why Area 51 is as big as it is in conspiracy theories. I mean, look this guy up. Look up videos of him. Um, there's a ton of videos on YouTube of this guy talking at length about Area 51, his time. And they even have the documentary, um, which I'll cite at the end of this one. Um, so this guy's like a scientist, right? Worked at MIT, Caltech. He's a scientist. Yeah, like they have a scene of him doing God knows fucking what in his little lab. And it's like they just put him, he's wearing just normal clothes and they just put a lab coat on him and like, He's just like, it's like the fucking scene in Step Brothers when they're like, we put liquid paper on a bee. He's just messing around. Like he's fucking <laughs> filing like a like stupid piece of metal that he cut with scissors. Like no science at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got like footage of him. Like this is great B-roll footage of him being a scientist. But it's just he's fucking doing like arts and crafts. Yeah, doctor, what do you think? Exactly. Let's just throw a white lab coat on this guy. Get him in this warehouse. Um, <laughs> in the back of a truck. So, you know, let's move on to one of the other theories out there. This is the Roswell connection. So, you know, this is for all the fucking Tony Hawk Pro Skater fans out there. Um, now, for those that don't know, let's let's give them the fucking the gist of Roswell. You know, might not be familiar with the story of Roswell. Uh, but in 1947, an airborne object crashed on a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico. Um, Roswell Army Airfield issued a press release from General General William Butch Blanchard stating that it had recovered the remains of an unidentified flying object. Uh, the Army quickly retracted the statement saying it was not a flying disc but a weather balloon. Um, there's numerous different theories connecting uh, Roswell and Area 51. One of the biggest is that Area 51 is used as a storage facility or a lab for the experimentation and study of the flying objects and alien bodies that were discovered in the crash. Others claim that the facility has undergone has underground levels and tunnels connecting it to other secret sites. I mean, we talked about this before. Um, and it contains warehouses full of alien technology and even living alien specimens. So it's like a dorm for all these fucking alien <laughs> races. 
Can you see these guys just doing keg stands and (laughs) (laughs) just fucking throwing alien parties? Uh, now there, there are others that claim that the UFO wreckage and alien bodies were transported to hangar 18 at Wright Patterson air force base in Ohio, where they remain to this day. Now we will definitely do a deeper dive into the whole, like we'll do a whole Roswell episode, you know, that's in the works, probably a two parter. Um, but I mean, what are we thinking here? Possibly. I mean, you know, like there's a lot of technology that we didn't have that we got, coincidentally after roswell a lot of it coming very quickly fiber optics Mm -hmm. ibm (laughs) (laughs) possibly aliens like uh do you think there's actually probably some alien bodies at area 51 or maybe there once were yeah i don't know why they would fly them all the way it makes more sense to take them to nevada than flying them all the way to ohio yeah, I mean, some also say they like they flew them like separately, you know. Oh, put some in Ohio, put some in Nevada. Yeah, dude. That way, if Adam if get, uh, Adam's got something to say, aliens in Ohio. Where is Alien Workshop based? Mm. Let me tell you, it's in Ohio. Robbie it, Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck. I, and that's just where he's from. Is it actually based in Ohio? Yes. Check it up. Google it. <laughs> Check yes. it up. Four dead in Ohio. Now I think it's probably out in out in Cali now. You're saying it just started there, yeah. So Alien Workshop Ohio Aliens. connection. Hey, okay, blew my mind. All right, so uh, more uh, you know skating big in the area. Fifty one aliens, man. Yeah, yeah, big conspiracy yeah. guys in the skateboard industry. Yeah. Um, now shout out to Tony Hawk. So you're saying alien bodies at Roswell? Totally fucking hocus pocus. No, I, I think it could be a possibility. I mean, why would they keep it so secret for so long yeah. if there wasn't something? I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, amidst the Cold War with Russia, you want to keep all your uh, your shit secret, all your eggs in one basket. You know. So we're thinking they were there, not there anymore. Like maybe these were just some shitty aliens. Like it's not like we're <laughs> like they crashed. You know, uh, guys, we just got some shitty ones. Never mind. <laughs> well, they crashed. Send them up, up to Raw as well. They crashed, so they were probably fucking not the smartest, right? <laughs> the Bob Lazars. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like it's maybe we're, we're not being revisited revisited maybe this was just like a one-off incident they had what they got and then that's how we got the tech that we have today well we can't go back to that planet for a while thanks a lot <laughs> bob fucked it up for everyone <laughs> exactly uh now are you guys familiar with the tale of j-rod 52 oh j-rod <laughs> let's pretend that i'm not okay so uh this this story comes from a gentleman named dan burrish who claimed to have served as a microbiologist at Nellis Air Force Base back in the early to mid nineties? Oh, where's that? Uh, Nellis Air Force Base. Vegas. So that's uh, Las Vegas. Mm, interesting. Um, now, yeah. So he says at some point he claims to have also been employed at Area Fifty One and S Four, and while working at S Four, says he actually met an alien. Turns out it was actually just Bob Lazar. <laughs> now. No, so this is opposite. So Bob was, um, you know, he was he was hired to reverse engineer the craft. This guy, microbiologist, he was hired to fucking do some experiments on the aliens themselves. Um, hired to reverse engineer the crafts, <laughs> but never went to MIT. Interesting. 
Well, Very interesting. The government expunged his file. Allegedly. Now, so, uh, well, this just goes back to the root of everyone is compartmentalized there. Exactly. So I this mean, guy's hanging out with aliens. Bob's hanging Bob's out with hanging craft. Out, yeah. So he has no idea about how they work. <laughs> so this actually gives Bob's story some credence. I mean, this guy says he was tasked with taking tissue samples from an extraterrestrial by the name of J-Rod 52. Okay. Um, he, <laughs> he described uh, J-Rod. We'll call him J-Rod for short. Call him J. Um, he described J as a standard gray alien, small body, large, bald head, black eyes, gray skin. Um, now, J-Rod was supposedly one of two extraterrestrials that survived the crash in Kingman, Arizona back in 1953. Maybe this is the town you were talking about mm. with the UFO. Maybe. Uh, because this was a legit crash. I looked this up as well. Uh, now, Dan eventually became close friends with J-Rod 52 over the next two years. And J-Rod revealed to him that his race of aliens had inhabited Earth thousands and thousands of years ago, but were forced to leave due to massive solar flares and the Earth's poles violently shifting. Um, he said, upon this evacuation, they took to the stars, and now we're back for a lost genetic factor from the human race. Uh, Dan goes on to explain that a satellite government for the U.S. basically forced J-Rod to help communicate with his, his home planet or home beings, I guess, and he was taken to a natural stargate in Abydos, Egypt, and pushed through and Dan never saw him again. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. So you think this guy uh, befriended an alien, uh, was doing experiments on him, well, and that our own, own home planet was inhabited by these greys uh, long, long ago. My mind is all over the place today. Been watching too much Bob Lazar. <laughs> so both you guys <laughs> um, actually believe this theory. I absolutely do not. <laughs> bag you're saying this makes sense? This is all good and dandy? Uh, I just find it skeptics. hard to believe that of all the names to land on to call an extraterrestrial being, you're going to call it J-Rod 52, <laughs> well, or that that's his original name. Yeah, maybe this is like the, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe his name was J-Rod 52, or maybe this is like in... Um, <laughs> maybe they just shortened his name like he came into Ellis Island or something. <laughs> Up oh, here, we're gonna call you J Rod Fifty Two. <laughs> J Rod Fifty Two. That's a fucking great alien name. That sounds like a fucking screen name. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. Whole, that's another whole theory too, and that's a fucking that's a pretty good, pretty stupid one, right? You know, I like it. We gotta throw some dumb ones in there. Hidden in plain sight, though. Now there's also uh, going back to our last episode. Um, New World Order Theory. NWO. So there's claims that a secret organization known as Majestic 12, um, or called MJ-12, Magic 12, originally consisting of a dozen extremely powerful individuals like President Harry Truman, um, the heads of organizations like the CIA, and powerful businessmen. Um, these were the like founding members of the MJ-12. I was thinking more like X-Men. No, 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 no. But... <laughs> Powerful individuals. SR-71, X-Men's planes, exactly like that, except mm. silver. Um, but anyways, so MJ-12, a bunch of documents um, that were reported to be from this group surfaced, including papers bearing presidential signatures, um, mostly 
as discoveries of ufologist William L. Moore. Um, How do we get that job? <laughs> we just keep at it. Now, uh, skeptics scrutinized these documents and uncovered many signs that they are fakes, including signatures that appeared to be copied from other official documents and pasted onto the MJ-12 papers. But, I mean, look up the, the MJ-12 papers. Other theorists say that the MJ-12 documents are fakes, but official fakes made by the government to throw people off track. So it's more disinfo here. I think we should get a set for the lab. Oh, definitely. Now, you can print off, you can find PDFs of these all over the place. There we go. I'll print some tomorrow. <laughs> now, some of the most <laughs> some of the most extreme theories about aliens at Area 51 state not only that aliens are here on Earth, but that they are running the show. These are similar to the theories of David Icke and the reptilians yeah, that we discussed. Uh, apparently, the U.S. government has agreed to allow aliens to abduct people at will, experiment on these helpless citizens, and even... Some say they grind up people into a paste that is later smeared onto the aliens as a source of nutrition. Now that sounds like this info. That happened to a guy I knew once. <laughs> What's his <laughs> name? J-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> now, other uh, theories. So, I mean, what do we no, think about the wait, New World Order? First no, off. Let's just backtrack for a second. <laughs> a guy you know got ground up and smeared onto an alien, or he would smear stuff on himself? Yes. Both? Yeah. I'm messing <laughs> with you. So what do we think? I mean, possible like New World Order type shit going on here. Um, you know, the heads of the government go to meet there in secrecy, usher, like FEMA camps, New World Order, like all that fucking Jesse Ventura type shit. <laughs> You had me until you said that people were getting ground up into a paste. <laughs> it really happened. Hey, that's just one of the branches of that theory. I mean, we could go on a whole nother tangent about the MJ-12 stuff, but um, just one of the theories is that they fucking aliens smear, grind up people and smear them on their skin like a paste. That's not that's that crazy. On the skin. That's not that crazy, right? I mean, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I mean, other theories include the use of the base by the government to develop a means of weather control. So this is like the harp stuff we talked about in the X-Files mm, episode. Chemical trails and shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, chemtrails, that type of shit. Um, some say they use the, the government used the base to develop time travel technology. I can rob deer deck and rob him big when they try and time travel. Uh, <laughs> he's laughing now still others say that they not only develop time travel there some say they develop uh, teleportation technology or like wormhole type shit I mm. guess um, and some say it's a base of collaboration um, with the US government and extraterrestrials I mean I think we talked about on like episode 5 when Ike signed the treaty with the greys mm. and some say actually like you know all the weird p missing appearance, disappearances, um, or missing cases in like national parks. Some say a part of this treaty was that aliens are only allowed to abduct people from national parks. <laughs> That's why Donald Trump's trying to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, once the alien abductions <laughs> to go down, yeah, to go down, um, alien abductions are at an all-time low. <laughs> They are the lowest they've ever been. They said that there's no alien abductions. <laughs> I wish they would just abduct everyone in Florida. <laughs> now, um, 
Some say that it's the creation of advanced energy weapons, uh, mm. which, I mean, not far off, like railgun mm. type of shit. They're working on that shit there. That's a fucking They're like, fact. hey, guys, give us your technology, and you guys can just uh, keep abducting people, grinding or... them up, and smearing them on yourselves. <laughs> yeah, basically. We'll have fucking Bob come reverse engineer your technology, and we'll give you people <laughs> in national parks to make a paste out of. A matter of fact, you show us how we grind up people and smear them on ourselves. Well, I'm thinking that's a whole nother, like we have a, you know, we eat food. It's like, they're like almost like a hybrid of like plants, but they smeared a paste on themselves. It's like, that's how they eat. (laughs) That's beyond (laughs) me. Well, that's alien, right? Maybe. Mm. How many girls, you know, that are grinding stuff up, smeared on their face at night? Exactly. So the aliens are doing this shit too, dude. I mean. Oh, like a girl's night. Yeah. We do the masks every, we're doing them once a week, man. You know, like Charcoal? a um, human's flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy over here. <laughs> you know, we fucking abduct a lady, grind her into a paste, and smear her all over <laughs> our skin. Get nutrition like oh, the alien. That's why your skin's so clear, though. Yeah. Got it's, it. it does wonders for the skin. Now, um, Genetic engineer, uh, others say, you know, Area 51 used for genetic engineering of human extraterrestrial hybrids. Um, you know, we talked about this in the again in the reptilians episode, going along those conspiracies. And Elon Musk, 50 Shades of Grey. Yeah, there's also the creation and expansion of camouflage and chameleon technology that disappears to the human eye. Now, this also I could definitely see. I yeah. mean, they're definitely working on this technology. Like a cloaking device, mm. like the fucking um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the development of an underground railroad that runs across the continent. Okay, here it's happening. Now that's also like Elon Musk is already doing this. Yep, yep. I don't think he's going across the continent. Yeah, but I mean that's old yeah. hat. You know, eventually that's gonna happen. <laughs> old hat. Yeah, it means like that's old news. That's old hat. You never yeah, heard this never expression? Heard okay. Well, where does that come from? Can that just be one of our hats? It just says old on it. <laughs> it actually says old hat. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, let's get it. I mean, what, do we think That's of all hat. these conspiracies? Like, which one? I mean, which one are we going with? Which one do you guys truly believe in? Like, what do you think's going on at Area 51? Testing new weapons, energy weapons specifically. Uh, probably testing new aircraft faster, uh, possibly a cloaking device, as you spoke Mm of. I think that they probably, if we have alien technology, they're definitely working on a hybrid, but I don't think that's happening in Area 51 anymore. Where do you think we get the previous from? Hybrid uh, technology or hybrid like uh, species? Both. (laughs) All right, T-Bag, where do you stand? Well, this is probably the first time we've ever agreed about anything in 50 episodes. <laughs> I am Everything he said, I agree with. It took 51. Yeah. I don't think they're working on time travel or anything, but definitely weapons, definitely some hybrid. I'm thinking technology. I don't think they're interspecies erotica. Okay. Yeah, the, all of the ETs have died off. They're not fucking uh, having a fucking human paste um, <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now let's get to the facts um, and some of the possible explanations. 
You know, as we as we talked briefly about earlier, um, the famous U-2 spy plane, along with many of our most secretive planes, were built and tested at Area 51. Um, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works is one of the lead manufacturers in Area 51 and has created many flying objects that have been mistaken for UFOs by people who live around Area 51. The SR-71, a plane that flew at the speed above Mach 3, was one of the many planes that was built and tested at Area 51 in the last 50 years. Um, also, many military aircraft, such as the F-117 Nighthawk, um, the first radar-evading aircraft, which was made famous during the Operation Desert Storm, were said to be tested and manufactured at Area 51. Now, project... So I was asking um, Hal, I was asking our father, I said, hey, you know, what did, like... Surely you worked back there in the fucking 90s. Like, what? This shit's got to be declassified, the stuff you worked on. Um, he said he said verbatim that not all of the stuff that he worked on has been declassified yet, but he, he did some early work with Project Constant Peg. Um, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, which which has been declassified. Um, now, he I asked him, like, what squadron he was in, like, what his patches were. Um, he sent me a couple of patches from the guys that he worked with. He was not attached to a squadron at the time, but was the director of a special projects flight test team. Um, so essentially the constant peg program was um, the exploitation effort where early Soviet jet aircraft were flown and evaluated by U.S. Air Force and Navy pilots. Um, these aircraft were flown against selected top gun pilots in order to um, hone their combat skills against adversary aircraft. The formerly top secret training effort resulted in a huge advantage over Soviet trained Iraqi pilots during Desert Storm. Um, now, the program ended around 88 and was declassified in, at some point in the 90s. Um, so probably like right after he was around there working on it. Um, but, you know, he said still some of the stuff isn't declassified. So maybe we'll see that rolling out in the next couple of years. Because I think like, I mean, we all know the government's very fucking slow. So they're working on, I mean, the shit that he was probably working on is like just now coming out as like the brand spanking new technology, you know? Which is crazy to think about. It is crazy to think about because it's like, what are they working on now that's going to come out fucking 10, 20 years down the line? Hopefully those hoverboards are. Talking <laughs> <about>. <laughs> yeah, a Hasbro hoverboard. <laughs> I'm sure they're fucking working on that. Um, now, there was also the Aurora Project back in 85, codename Aurora. Um, this was accidentally leaked in an unclassified budget document. Um, but this was this depicted it as a ramjet powered reconnaissance and strike aircraft capable of flying at least Mach 5, if not Mach 6, and deploying anywhere in the world in a matter of hours. Oh. Uh, this aircraft alleg is allegedly the fastest aircraft ever created with speed up to Mach 5 or 6. Um, now, Another edit from Hal, he says the X-15 set a speed record of Mach 6.7, on October 1967, which remains unbroken to this day. Um, now, many look at the runway of Groom Lake, which is supposedly six miles long, as a clear indication of a place that supersonic aircrafts are tested. So, 
no secret. I mean, of course they're testing fucking top secret crafts there. So maybe, I mean, do we think maybe people are just seeing tests? I mean, you're seeing fucking shit that's not rolling out for 10 years. Of course it's going to look alien to you. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, many of the formerly classified projects, like they look like some kind of advanced alien tech. And you're not going to be able to see something that's going Mach 6 very well. Exactly. You and you're going right to be now. like, uh, that's a fucking alien. It's <laughs> just going to be like Bob Lazar. Uh, you know? I mean, UAVs in particular seem strange. They don't require a cockpit or doors. Um, in addition, many training exercises use bright flares to draw off missile fire or even just to distract onlookers. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's a ton of shit that could be seen as like, oh, my God, that's a fucking UFO. Technically, it is. So, you know, it could just be possible that we're seeing um, people are seeing the development of tech that's years away from being public knowledge. Are we thinking this is most likely scenario? That's, that's what my gut is telling me. Or are we thinking something more sinister, Scott? I think it's a combo. I think there's definitely okay. some uh, classified you okay. know, flying objects that they're working on yeah. that people no have ne- never seen before. And if you saw it, you'd probably be like, what the fuck was that that just flew by? Yes. Uh-huh. But you think they've but also the got some time, shit under yeah. wraps that... They have to. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength today, buddy. I like this. Okay. I mean, Arthur C. Clarke... Do we know who he was? He was a guy that uh, wrote a book. <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey, he said, technology, if sufficiently advanced, is indistinguishable from magic. Mm. That's what Adam tells the ladies. <laughs> now, uh, can you just make that your new bio? <laughs> now, this is another edit from Hal, and this is the last edit from Hal I'll read. Um, he... Basically, like his whole thing, you know, I was kind of asking him his whole thoughts, like what he thinks about the whole conspiracies, like shit like that. And he was saying basically, you know, it's definitely not outside the realm of possibility that there are top secret programs being developed and tested at facilities all across the U.S. like Area 51 that are potential game changers in the arena of modern warfare. Think about it. Area 51's just the one that was declassified in some fucking document. Think of how many that the government has that we don't even know about. Yeah, probably in the middle of fucking nowhere, mm-hmm. like South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, or um, uh, where were we talking about? Like Indiana? Kansas? Um, Missouri? Montana? What are we just going to name? Midwest states? <laughs> yeah, te- oh, West Texas? Utah? Yeah, I mean, dude. There's got to be a lot of shit that we don't even know about. There's now, a lot of absolutely nothing between the coasts. Oh, yeah. A lot of space out here for fucking alien tech to be worked on. Now, there's... No pun intended. Now, the last thing I'll talk about, um, there's also... This is famous in Area 51 lore, the Black Mailbox. So uh, uh, this is a popular spot to watch for UFOs. Um uh, it's known as the Black Mailbox on Nevada Highway 375, um, the extraterrestrial highway. The mailbox belongs to a local rancher and became famous when our buddy Bob Lazar said it was the location he'd bring people in order to watch scheduled flight tests of alien spacecraft. Uh, today, the mailbox has been repainted white <laughs> 
And the rancher has said many times that he doesn't believe any craft flying overhead are alien in origin. During November of 2011, so the Obama administration, uh, the White House released the following statement. The U.S. government has no evidence that any life exists outside our planet or that an extraterrestrial presence has contacted or engaged any member of the human race. In addition, there is no credible information to suggest that any evidence is being hidden from the public's eye. Now, are we going official government up to no secret shit, or are we saying kind of hybrid? I'm saying up to no good. Okay. Started causing trouble in the neighborhood. All right. Now, so do we want to get into the Rob Report? What do we got for that today? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Play him in, play him in. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Rob Report. Well, boys, we're all familiar with Area 51 now. (laughs) Fuck it. You guys know anything about Janet, a.k.a. Janet Airlines? These were the uh, original airlines they would fly people back and forth to Area 51 on? Blacked out windows and everything? Uh, I believe so. From the pictures I've seen, it doesn't look like the windows are blacked out, though. Mm. Well, according to Hal. Interesting tidbit. But nonetheless, uh, they fly to Area 51 and to the test sites. They actually have their own private terminal within McCarran International, which is the international airport in Las Vegas. Uh, History has it that the call sign Janet stands for Joint Air Network for Employee Transportation, but as always with the military, their call sign stands for Just Another Non-Existent Terminal. (laughs) Classic. So if you are ever in the area in Las Vegas, you can actually sometimes see a couple of these. Uh, They bought them from a couple different airlines that uh, happened to be red and white. Uh, I think it was like one was called Western, another one was uh, China Air, mm. but they basically just kept a red stripe down the side, didn't even repaint the planes. And this kind of comes full circle with the Department of Energy boys, because although records indicate that they are now owned and operated by the U.S. Air Force, they were originally funded by none other than the Department of Energy. Mm. So, I mean, it's no secret. We know this off the Stranger Things episode. Department of Energy is responsible for all the fucking weird shit. You got a hand in everything mm-hmm. weird. I yeah. mean, because you just think... Anything dealing with aliens, Department of Energy. I mean, you think, you know, Department of Energy, all fucking boring bunch of fucking nerd scientists trying to figure out how to make a fucking water engine. Yep, and interestingly enough, I did find that your boys at EG and G, a.k.a. Egg, they did used to own one of the planes. So not all of them were owned by the Air Force. Okay. Hmm. That one has since been retired uh, in the 80s, and now, according to the records that I could find, they're all owned and operated by the United States Air Force. So what? So now, Rob, report. We're just kind of saying Department of Energy got their hands in it once again. Just all fucking um, heads. yeah. You know, you know. At first, I just kind of went down this rabbit hole trying to find out what exactly Janet stood for because I, I came across it in my notes that I was looking over. 
Then I found that out, and then one thing leads to another, and I'm back to Department of Energy once again, full circle. And it's just another non-existent terminal. Mm, that's what it is. There we go. That's it, and that's all. So there you have it. I mean, fucking... Janet, boys. You know nothing, you see nothing, you hear nothing. You know nothings. So teabag, what do we got? TLDL? Um, hit us with it, you know? Layman's terms, um, the fucking idiot report, we'll call it. <laughs> Damn. I felt like, explain it to me like I'm five. TLDL, all right. Yeah, explain, it to, explain like I'm five. This is the Reddit explain like I'm five version. Spark notes. Yeah. TLDL, if you don't know, now you know. And if you don't know, now you know. Area 51. Top secret government base in Nevada. Some say there's aliens involved. Some say there's weapons and technology. You never know with the military and the government. Apparently, shout out to the homie J Rod 52. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got? That's it. That's all you got to know. Roswell, Area 51. Okay. Nevada. And they got some fucking great skate spots out there. Apparently. Let's hit it up. So, I mean, our conclusions, I think we've already kind of stated. I mean, I think we're all in agreement. Um, It's sort of a hybrid going on there. They probably have some crazy shit that we don't know about and probably will never know about. We'll see it in a few years. Well, some of it. So I'm saying they're they're probably designing some crazy shit now that we're going to see that they're going to roll out 10, 20. What they want us to see. Yeah. But I'm thinking they do have some fucking relics like the, like Indiana Jones, Ark of the Covenant. Like we've got our top guys on it. So like in a warehouse, (laughs) I think they got all types of shit like that, you know? I like it. But yeah, I mean, basically, you know, if there are aliens, um, why are they hiding it? Do you think? I mean, can you imagine if they just declassified that news? I mean, what do you think would happen? I really don't think it would be that big of a deal. Yeah, but I feel like we're on a different different form of thinking than a lot of people. What What would happen? Are you kidding me? You can't say anything nowadays without being scrutinized and being turned into a bad guy. Have you watched the news lately? Yeah. Imagine if they dropped the alien bomb. Then what? People would flip their shit. What would they do? (sighs) <laughs> it would just be screaming <laughs> aliens. <laughs> It'd be like in them old movies where people are running down the streets. No, do you remember Independence Day? All the hippies were like up some on the people, roof, yeah, like saying welcome, you know? Yeah, some people would be like that, but I feel like for the most part, people would be freaking out. Different times. Okay, so you guys are all in the firm belief that they're hiding it uh, for fear of public outcry. Yes. When they want to drop that bomb, they will. Okay. Now, honestly, I think it was in like some of the MJ-12 documents or in, in some of my research I was reading, like the government, or maybe it was something Bob Lazar said, so take it with a grain. <laughs> um, Just take the whole grain. It was like something about the government's plan for like rolling out. They had like a 20-year rollout plan for aliens. What is it? Don't die. <laughs> and it was mostly like, you know, Exactly what's happening now. Slowly fucking like leak out little things like, oh, declassify Air 51. Oh, remember the footage of the UFO off the coast here that they leaked mm. a few? And it was on like page six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, make it seem trivial, make it seem stupid. And then 
normalize us to it. You and know, then I think, fucking boom. And that's happening right now. I think once, you know, SpaceX, Space Force, all these space things start to take effect. Yep, that's also in there. There's more uh, interaction with outer space and our world. I think that's probably the time they feel appropriate to release that information. Okay. Now... You heard it here first, boys. So if it is an aliens, you know... If uh, if it, if it's not aliens there, um, and they're key, they kept it that secret, I mean, what do you think it is? You think they kept just weapons technology that secret, that under wraps? I mean, I heard the a theory that a majority of the government spending that goes to that facility is just to keep it under wraps, mm-hmm. like just paying different uh, organizations and what have you, to keep it secret for them, like paying people off, basically. Okay, so back to my question. If it's not aliens, what? Yeah, I mean, if you're just declassifying all the weapons systems that they're testing, everyone has access to that, you know? You don't want, obviously, you know, the U.S. is trying to stay at the forefront of. So you're saying it's weapons. Weapons technology. Okay. So just you think it was. They were keeping it that under wraps just for weapons? Okay. I mean, I still stand by the fact I think that it's a little bit of both, but I, if you want to take the stance of there's no aliens there, then it's 100% just for weapons, then yeah. Okay. So there you have it, guys. And I mean, you know, for the fucking hottest takes on alien news, come right here to the podcast from outer space. Um, nah, but uh, I mean, there you have it. There's our conclusions. Let us know what you guys think of Area 51. And um, if you guys want further reading on on this stuff, uh, I wanted to cite uh, the documentary Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers, uh, Beyond Area 51, by, a book by Mac Maloney, Behold a Pale Horse, a book by William Cooper, uh, conspiracies.net, uh, July 2000 article, 2007 article on howstuffworks.com by Jonathan Strickland, and a 1996 article from the New York Times, Quiet Town on E.T. Road Using Lure of UFOs. Um, so, I mean, there you have it. Our fucking takes on Area 51, uh, a history, some of the most popular theories out there. Um, and, you know, let us know what you guys think. As always, guys, from the bottom of our hearts here at the Podcast from Outer Space, thank you all for listening. Feel free to uh, contact us via Instagram. As always, it's the Podcast from Outer Space. Uh, hit us up on the old email if that's your preference. It's podcast from outer space at gmail.com. Still got plenty of those stickers. I know a lot of you guys have been hitting us up for that. And delighted, enthralled to let you guys know that we have a t shirt design locked down finally that will be up momentarily. And we are now on YouTube as well. So check us out on YouTube, give us a listen. Um, yeah, if you uh, listen to your podcast on YouTube, I've been going and archiving all of our episodes on YouTube. So um, it's taken some time. But if you listen on YouTube, um, we're, we're there now. All the audio's up there. I think I got a few more to upload, um, but I'll hopefully have them by the time this episode drops. And um, we are also on Stitcher as well. We got accepted to Stitcher. So um, if you listen to your podcast there uh, or if you prefer that platform, go ahead and look for us there as well. 
And, um, you know, we do have some exciting news in the coming weeks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I mean, as Rob said, Teabag and I can confirm he has the shirts. We are getting those ordered and we will keep you guys posted with where you can get your hands on one of those. If you'd like to support the show, um, and thank you guys so much again. Uh, you know, be sure to um, share five star review if you haven't already. Um, Just wanted to touch on the YouTube. Super excited about that. Personally, that's where I get all my stuff at. Go ahead and subscribe. Smash the like buttons. Tell all your friends subscribe. Regardless of where you listen to us at Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever. Go ahead. Just get on YouTube. I know every one of you has an account. Log in. Subscribe. Help us out. Yeah, and uh, we're going to be dropping some more, hopefully dropping some more um, trailer reviews, just more extra content for you guys, some things like that, some video stuff is in the works, so uh, stay tuned for that as well. And on that, so long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs>